unwanted sports opinions, unpopular thoughts. Yet, you should immediately adopt. It's the Half of Our Sports Show with Jay and Jimmy. Join us Tuesdays and Saturdays at noon Eastern at WMQGRadio.com, our website, halfabirdsportshow.com, and the Spreaker app. Searching Half a Bird Sports Show. What's going on, people? My name is Eric, and welcome back to the show where I give you a week-by-week look at my experience with my wife's pregnancy. This is week 34, and our baby boy is allegedly the size of a muskmelon. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, you heard me right. Muskmelon. M-U-S-K melon. I, I, don't, I don't know. Since I last talked to you, we had another doctor's visit. Um, this is the last one that we will have before we start having weekly visits at week 36. They didn't measure Camille's uterus this time, so we didn't find out if, you know, like the weeks are starting to catch up with his huge size. Uh, So we don't know. Uh, But, I mean, her weight was like around the same, so we're assuming that he was around the same, but we shall see. Um, But the fact that we're less than six weeks away is starting to get real because we're at week 34 now. Uh, Technically, he could be considered full term at like 36 so, like, he could come, like, as early as 36 or as late as 40, which means that dude is going to be here in, like, 15 minutes. And that's wild. Like, we're not we're not ready yet. At least I'm not ready. Camille has started, like, packing her hospital bag. And I think she's done. And I should start doing that because I'm not going to be prepared and the problem is that um like she is a planner and I'm not so like she enjoys like thinking through all the details of the future and I don't I I would rather just say let's see what happens and then just kind of fly from the seat of my pants it doesn't really work in this situation because uh, I'm gonna need stuff and we don't know exactly when we're gonna have to go so I need to get my stuff together is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I can plan. I do it whenever I need to. I just don't like to. And yeah, I got to get better just because uh, we don't know when this is going to go down. Um, and uh, like the, the fact that she's a planner is is it's starting to get real like she she's planned out like everything that she wants to happen the whole birth plan and all this kind of stuff like the plan to have a vaginal delivery and all this kind of stuff but it's starting to get real to her that that whole plan could go out the window um once like labor starts happening any little complication could like toss the plan out the window And that's a very uncomfortable thing for her just because she likes to plan stuff and then have stuff go according to plan. And then, like, it's upsetting when stuff doesn't go according to plan. And then me, since I don't like to plan, I'm just like, well, yo, I mean, it changed. Let's just just do it. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's not really our brains don't really work the same way in that way. So it's just going to be something that we're going to have to figure out. 
But we are getting to the point where it's time to start thinking about travel plans for our parents. And, and they're talking about when they're going to come out and all that kind of stuff. And we are trying to organize it to where we don't have both sets of parents here at the same time um, for a variety of reasons. One, uh, we have a limited amount of space in our house. We have plenty of rooms. We don't have plenty of beds. And on top of that, it would be more helpful to us if we could split up their their visits just because, I mean, we don't need like the two of us and four of them helping all at once. It would be much more helpful to have two of them come and help for a couple of weeks and then leave and then two other ones come and help for a couple of weeks. You understand what I'm saying? Because I, I mean, my maternity, or, wow, my paternity leave is going to be about four weeks. So I'll have four weeks to be at home and helping and not getting any sleep. And if if one of the mothers or one of the couples, our, our fathers included, could come during uh, like the first couple of weeks or the last couple of weeks or even after I'm done to help, that would be beneficial. It's not very beneficial to have both of them come at the same time because then they leave at the same time and then we are stuck with this little dude who does not like to sleep and not knowing what we're doing. But I guess we're going to figure it out again. We're not the first uh, people that have ever had to walk through this, um, especially considering that there are, what, 7 billion people on the planet. Uh, there are people that have plenty of experience with this. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll figure it out. As far as Camille is feeling, she's pr she's feeling pretty okay. She's just ready to not be pregnant anymore. And as I just said, it's getting closer. Uh, she bought some compression socks to try to help with like foot and ankle swelling. But um, I mean, they do a good job when she wears them. But the problem is it's summertime, right? So like she, like every other woman, wants to wear like these cute little dresses, maternity dresses and all that kind of stuff or like shorts that she has that are kind of like maternity jeans they're made of the same stuff up like around the waist and stuff but if you rock in like compression socks with that like that kind of kills the whole vibe and especially since she's like a fashion person it's not really the look you want sometimes she just runs out of f's and she decides to wear them anyway and sometimes she completely forgets because she wants to wear like some sandals or something that she has so the fact that it's summertime, the compression socks aren't really helpful whenever she's outside the house. But whenever she's inside the house, they do help out quite a bit. And she also bought another one of those uh, maternity belts. She had one that she used in the beginning, but I think it was like on the, uh, I don't know what happened. It's like it was on the smaller side or something like that. So she had to get another one once her belly got a little bit bigger. Um, as the baby boy, so... Another thing about how she's feeling. So as I, I told you early on about her uterine fibroids, she has two of them. One of them is the size of a lemon, which is the larger one. The other one, I don't even remember what I told you. It was the size of maybe like a grape or something like that. But we're not exactly sure where that one is because the, the one that's the size of a lemon, we can that's the one that we often see on ultrasounds and stuff like that. And that's the one that you can actually feel when you touch her stomach. The thing is, as the baby boy starts to get bigger, um, that larger one is becoming more of an issue. 
So yesterday we were visiting some some family, some of her family, and the (laughs) the first thing that one of her aunts said, her aunt who is a nurse, she looked at her and she was like, oh my gosh, you dropped. And um, I was like, what? But she was talking about like her, her stomach, her belly had dropped. I hadn't noticed. I don't even, I mean, I know what it means. I know what the word drop means. Like it gets lower, it's sitting lower. I hadn't noticed though, because I see her every day and Camille hadn't noticed either. But her aunt noticed it just because the last time she saw her was uh, a couple of weeks ago whenever we had the baby shower. So, and she was telling her about um, like how you can tell when you drop and what you'll see and all that kind of stuff. So when she saw her two weeks after that, then she immediately knew that she dropped. But it was it was kind of I don't I don't want to say funny, but it was interesting that we were sitting around talking. And one of her cousins looked over and she's like, oh, my gosh, I can see his head poking out. And Camille and I looked at each other and we were both like, "Nah, that's not his head. That's that's the fibroid. Because when old buddy starts to move around, sometimes he like pushes the fibroid out. So it's like poking out of her stomach. Right. And it's creepy. But speaking of poking out of her stomach, I did take a video of him moving around and poking through um, not that long ago. He was poking through Camille's abdomen and it looked like it looked like the homie was trying to come out. Um, Unfortunately for him, you cannot come out that way. And fortunately for Camille, he cannot come out that way because that would be all bad, bro. Like that's that's straight out of the movie Aliens. That's not what you want. But given the stage of pregnancy and his size, there's apparently more of him in her uterus than there is amniotic fluid. So whenever he moves around, there's a lot less cushion. So like his little punches and his kicks make Camille extremely uncomfortable. And especially since that, that fibroid is there, he's like, he's pushing it out. He's pushing it up. He's just pushing it all around. And sometimes that is very uncomfortable, like pushing it up against her ribs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems very uncomfortable. So one of the things that we talked about with her doctor was whether or not they could take it out like after she gives birth. And of course, there are risks associated with that. And the biggest risk that her doctor mentioned, I don't know that they're necessarily worried about because they haven't actually checked it out yet. But one of the biggest risks is that um, the uterine is outside of the, the, the fibroid is outside of her uterus, but in order to remove it, they would obviously have to cut like part of her uterus to take the thing off. And they're worried that if they did that, they would weaken the wall of the uterus, which would mean that if she, I mean, once we get pregnant again, like the next baby would have to be delivered C-section and all the rest of the babies after that would have to be delivered C-section. It's not really something that we wanted to hear. So it's going to have to be something else that we look at after the baby boy is born. And once she gets checked up again, checked out again, um, just because like that has probably speak from my perspective and listening to her, her talk, she hasn't really complained about pain much because she's kind of sucked it up. Like the last, probably the last 20 weeks, she hasn't really said a whole lot, but I think that's, that's probably the most painful part of the pregnancy is just that fibroid moving around and him playing speed bag with it. So 
I'm hoping and I'm praying that whenever this is all done, that we will be able to get that taken out and she won't have to deal with that again. Um, she kind of has a history of them growing. So, I mean, maybe by the next time it'll be another one that is much smaller or in a different place or not one at all, which would be great. Um, so we will see. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, next week on the show, I'm going to try to line up another interview. We'll see what happens. I haven't had one in a long time. So I will try to do that. And I don't know, man. We'll see. But that's it for this week. Thanks for joining me as I try to find my place in our pregnancy journey. If you dig the podcast, and I'm assuming you do since you're still listening, don't forget to show some love by giving us five stars in iTunes. I hope you have a great rest of your day or night or drive or work day or whatever it is for you. And I'll talk to you again next week. Be good. Be good.